All right. Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we are live. Yay! I mean, not like the rock band live, although Tracy, you might could pass for the singer from live. Ed Kowalczyk. That was yeah. a good show that I saw at Salt Air. They wow. put on a heck Back of a good in show. High school. <laughs> yep. Yep. Salt Air. Yep. I was so there. Many. So many was, bands was it that have live in Soul Asylum or live uh-huh. and mm-hmm. something yep. like that? Yeah. And uh, Club DV8. Do you remember DV8? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I alone love you. Okay. Yeah. See, perfect. We are live. I there we go. It's perfect. You perfect. alone. Yeah. Good yeah, time. I have re- to listen to that. They just reunited. Put out a new EP. Just one more time. Good. Does it feel it, so good? I was just going to say it. You beat me to it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well done, folks. All right. Well, today we are talking about the feel-good comedy of 2019, <laughs> Parasite. No, it, it really isn't. It is a comedy. It's a very dark comedy, it's obviously. It's a very but dark it, comedy. It, yes. obviously, it, it also transcends a lot of genre boundaries and lines and everything it's not a straight up anything it is just it's parasite i mean all it won all the awards mm-hmm. and warning if you haven't if you haven't seen it go check it out and then come back and watch this because yeah. we're going to be posting it because the less you know about this movie in advance the better yeah absolutely and i and i kind of compared it when we were talking about it briefly on saturday um, that it's kind of like Sixth Sense where people really didn't talk about it very much beforehand. And so it kind of, which was good. It kept it pristine. Um, it didn't ruin it for me when I, when I saw it, yeah. um, much like Sixth Sense. So we don't want to ruin it for anybody. If you haven't seen it, then please go and see it and then come back and listen <laughs> or come back and watch. Because and it is streaming, so you can find it pretty much yeah. everywhere right now. Yep. Yeah, and I think if you've got Hulu, which if yep. you haven't invested in getting Hulu yet, along with your Netflix and Disney Plus, you probably should because you're going to run out of stuff eventually. So <laughs> I'm know, happy Hulu that my help. sister invested in Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> I got Hulu I for free from my phone. <laughs> my phone subscription gave me a free Hulu subscription. I'm nice. like, right. nice, yeah. nice, nice. So. We did it. We did the whole Hulu Disney Plus package with ESPN mm-hmm. Plus, and we've used ESPN Plus all of like twice, maybe. But, Is it because there Hulu are absolutely and, no sports? No, you can even go before watch that. rock skipping. Yeah, perfect. They even had the national they, spelling bee championships last weekend. Wow. Yeah, but it wasn't like, like was it like remote? Like so, each of them were like on no, a Zoom call. This was like nineteen ninety seven. Oh, okay. when I graduated high school. So there, <laughs> there's an old show on uh, that was on ESPN Classics called Cheap Seats, and it had these twin brothers that were comedians, and they would oh, yeah, watch the Sk- old Sklar sporting. Brothers. Yes, the Sklar brothers, and they would watch old sporting events. And one of them that they did was the spelling bee, and they just <laughs> rip. It was awesome. It was. I mean, they weren't mean to the kids, right? Because right. that would be That'd you know be not much. cool, but yeah. But it was really really good. Anyway. But we're not talking about cheap seats or spelling bees. <laughs> we're talking about parasite. We get distracted so easily. 
we do something <laughs> shiny. It doesn't even have to be shiny. Like we can just, you know, if it's whatever. a tangent, we're it can be dull. It. Yeah, yep. we'll we'll definitely do it. So this was a very. Uh, I didn't know what to expect when I saw this movie. I knew that it was going to be all in Korean. There's not a dubbed version out there. I don't think I couldn't find one. Which I'm okay um, which with. Is, yeah, I'm totally don't, fine with that. Don't go with dubbed. I hate dubbed movies. I like yeah. dubstep. <laughs> and who doesn't, really? A lot of people. <laughs> uh, that's probably true. Um, but it it is all in Korean, so I knew that. And I, but I really just didn't know what the story was. And when you try to figure it out, it is hard to find. Um, so, how would you synopsis of the story of the movie? I'm, I mean, at its I, core. So I feel like the story is. You know, it's it starts out as this family that's just trying to survive, um, you know, like a lot of families. But obviously, they're a lot more poor than most. They live in a kind of a poor area. So they're trying to figure out how to survive, how to kind of like step up life. And they just kind of have this monotonous life of they all come home. They're eating really weird food around the table, you know, and they're all Mm -hmm. like, okay, what could, did you actually do today? Like, you know, most people do, but they're trying to, this is a hard place to find jobs, keep jobs. They want to kind of get out of the area that they're in. And so, you know, they're trying to figure out how to just get a step ahead and kind of stay above water. And so you kind of think, okay, this is going to be kind of like a feel good, you know, like trying to get, you know, a step up in the world Move for the, the underdog. And, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it <laughs> like is, it just it becomes goes, a horror film. it becomes a horror film. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew that it was a dark comedy and everyone kept on telling me that it was, you're just, you're, you're not going to know where this movie goes because it goes in a way different direction than you're going to expect it. And when it, and it switches directions a lot, like when yeah, you think it really it's going does. one way, then it goes another way and then boom, it hits you with something else. And you're like, no way. I had <laughs> so many moments when I was watching the movie, like you can predict a few things and then they hit you with things that are so unpredictable. Like, mm-hmm. and this is a spoiler show. So, I mean, the fact that there was somebody living in that house mm-hmm. behind the mm-hmm. wall downstairs, it, mm-hmm. I, w- I didn't see that coming at all. Because well, there's so was- much deception. It's it's this very deceptive movie. They're deceiving the audience. They're deceiving each other. You know, like you, it's just a lot of deception. And all for kind of the right reasons. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't I, think I, they I, meant to like harm anyone, but they found a niche. This family found a niche on how they could get their family up a notch in the world. And mm-hmm. they were very creative. So the main kid, um, he becomes a tutor and he shouldn't be tutoring anyone. That's like me tutoring someone <laughs> on English, like on spelling. Like w- nobody wants that. But could I pretend to do it for the right amount of money? Sure could. And then yeah. they figure out how to get more of the family members in the house. And there's just so many lies that they have to follow that it's ex- it's a little exhausting. Well, I think part <laughs> yeah. of it, I think part of it is because the host family, um, the, the, the family who they kind of infiltrate, they're very likable people. Um, oh, they're yeah. very nice. Yeah, they're very they nice are. people. 
Um, I mean, they're kind of bougie. They're kind of they are, but they're they're kind of gullible. They're kind of but they're kind of sweet and innocent in a well, lot of and, ways, and, or at least so you think and, until we find out that there's a guy in the basement. Well, well but, but the I don't family think the, doesn't the know. The family that. didn't know the the guy was in the basement, well, which true. Just sounds like it's even worse. Actually, that's true. Like that somehow like, makes it worse. I feel like that family. So you've got the wife, the husband, and the two kids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the wife, she has no idea what is going on anywhere. Like she is kind of ditzy. Um, she wants to try and do well and do good. But like, is somebody really that I want to don't want to say stupid, but stupid. Like, I feel like she's yeah. she's not really trying to to do anything. Right. And then I the do- dad, he's got some weird quirks about him. But I feel like <laughs> yeah. if you're rich, you kind of have to have some subtle things that that you follow to trust the people that are around you. Because obviously when you're rich, especially in a country like that, people are going to try and take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the, the family was interesting to me because I think the one thing that I did know about parasite going in is that it was um, about the, the difference in classes and, and things like that. Uh, and so I anticipated that you were really not going to like the host family at all exactly. but they were a lot more likable than than you would think and and the the dad i mean he was yeah he was rich and he was out of touch with the with the not rich people and the poor but he wasn't unkind necessarily no. he was right. i think he was trying to do right by his employees uh both at the firm and and at home mm-hmm. um they were just out of touch and the the mom especially the wife was incredibly out of touch i agree it, she, I think maybe she was also just bored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think it part happens. of it too is is you kind of tune out, and if I don't see it, it doesn't affect me. So I'll just kind of ignore it and not give it any precedence. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah. then you've got the housekeeper who threw us the biggest curveball ever. <laughs> like we're thinking yes. the family that we're thinking that the mom and the dad you know, of the other family and, you know, that whole, they're throwing us curveballs. But here's this housekeeper who has been in this house forever. She works for this family almost 24 hours a day, caters to them. Um, It feels like it's a part of the family, but all the time she was just taking care of herself. Like there, it's like, I feel like this poor family never had anybody looking out for them. They were just, you know, but in a country like that, you have to find a way to live. And this lady did. So the housekeeper, I don't think it's it's relegated just to that kind of third world country. Yeah. That's what I think happens in every society, which I think is one of the points of the movie. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Um, I think there are definitely, um, people, here in the u.s that are completely and totally that out of touch oh Um, yeah i agree by by comparison uh my wife and i were watching clueless the other day granted totally different movie but (laughs) like Cher, the main character in the movie she is completely and totally and absolutely out of touch with anything that would be normal or i mean you watch it and you figure this is in mid 90s and the technology that she's using and what she has and every like she's completely like out of touch and i so i think that that happens anywhere and everywhere and probably Mm -hmm. even more here in the u.s than than we would even 
think that it would. Yeah. Well, I mean, you 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 take it out and you expand it a little bit, and you they have issues of the the family, the main family that we're following, lives partially underground, and I yeah, love how he tells he tells this story visually so beautifully. Um, and they think that they're as low as low can go. They're having to hold their phones up to turn to the ceiling to try and get Wi-Fi. Their apartment mm-hmm. gets fumigated. Um, the the guy's urinating right out front of their window. Um, and then they learn, so they're kind of uh, feeding off of this other family. And then they learn that there's a whole other group that's actually below them. And now they have to oppress those people just like they were being oppressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and then, and then what finally pushes them over the edge, you know, finding out what this family that they've been working for. Um, and, and really, I mean, other than the whole dishonesty and deception part, they were really working hard for this family. I mean, he was, he was a good driver. The the mom was doing a good job keeping house. They were doing the stuff and they were working hard. But then as they're hiding under the table, during that scene and he talks about how it smells like Mr. Kim and you know haven't you noticed he's got that weird smell um and yeah, then the earlier details how they introduced that early on in the movie they talk yes, about with the smell kid. a lot in the movie they talk about yes. it almost right from the beginning and it's mm-hmm. this constant these little details that that they throw into he's the storytelling yeah yep and and you know that's kind of in the end what really pushes him over the edge is that disdain that really the the they have for these underclass uh, lower class people mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting i do love like they do throw some humor in there like some regular humor in there every once in a while like when the family decides that they're going to um do a job together as putting together those pizza boxes and they're yes. like so bad at it like how can you be bad at putting pizza boxes together and they're working for like a 12 year old she shows up to collect the pizza boxes and she's younger yeah. than all of them and she throws them back in their faces like what is this like this, this is, is horrible not- you know um and so i just like there's these little you know humor things that I think they throw in there and um but the details like each character really does have their own personality you know the kid that it's um he's the main um kid I think he is such a strong actor because the things Mm -hmm. that he does um it it's just like little I think he's the most I would say I think he has the most grasp on reality than anyone in his family other than his sister. I think his parents mm-hmm. are are just kind of, you know, out there, but you know, when he gets, he gets this idea from his friend, like his friends, like, Hey, you can go and tutor for me while I'm gone. Um, mm-hmm. and, he, and his friend is in love with the girl that he's going to go tutor. And he's like, mm-hmm. when I get back from school, I'm, you know, going to officially ask her out. And then he falls in love with her. But he is very detail-oriented from the beginning. And then he kind of masterminds this whole idea about how he can get his sister there into being, you know, the younger brother's tutor slash, you know, whatever. And then 
um, getting the dad in there as the driver. Sorry, I have a pug at my house right now that's barking. We're all it's doing all right. this I, from home right now, people. <laughs> um, I've got six. I've got six kids at home, so it's a miracle we haven't really the heard mom, them. A whole I just think it's funny. The mom of their family who seems, and I'm sorry if you get mad at me, she seems the laziest out of all of them. Um, like mm-hmm. she, when you go to their actual house, that's the underground house. She's always the one that's sitting around and kind of eating and asking everyone else what they did today and mm-hmm. her her box folding was the worst and then he gets her the housekeeper gig which is like the busiest gig of all of them and she's like I want you to make this food and she's like I don't know how to cook but she's got to make all of this yeah. food you know I kind of like in that moment when all of that her kitchen you know job I just I couldn't stop thinking of Lucy you know when Lucy um on the TV show would get put in these situations and it mm-hmm. was, I'm like, what humor is coming? <laughs> you know, she's going to start stuffing, you know, food. In, I don't know. I just, I really went to, um, I love Lucy in that moment. Um, like of, that. Okay. Here's this mom, this mom, but she's never really lived in a house or been in a situation where she's had to cook meals because they just don't live that kind of life. Right. They eat whatever they can bring home and it's usually add hot water. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if to me, that was very comical, even though it wasn't in your face comedy, it was, you know, these little details of the laziest person of this whole family gets the job that contains the most work and the most attention to detail. And it, she's so frustrated by the fact that she even has to wear fancy clothes to do this job instead of sweats, mm-hmm. you know? So to me, that yeah. was comical that he picked that, you know? Um, yeah. And then I, I really loved the casting of the housekeeper. I just thought she was great, you know? And when you see her come back in the camera, um, when you see her come back in the in the camera at the house, it's pouring rain outside. And she's like, hey, I left some stuff. And they all just had a party in the house. Like, they're eating mm-hmm. and drinking and everything. And it's all over the place. Yeah, she didn't just leave a couple things in the basement. She left her husband <laughs> in the basement for three days without food and water. So that – and that was an interesting point for me because – um as they're doing that and she's explaining, oh, yeah, a lot of these older mansions have these bomb shelters because they're worried about nuclear bombs from yeah. North Korea. And I thought, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, for us, it's weird because, like, we don't build a lot of mansions with bomb shelters or panickers. Maybe the, I, I, I think don't build more. any mansions. Yeah, well, no, that's true. <laughs> Bruce Wayne has a bat cave. Yeah, that's true, which is, like, the ultimate panic room. Um, <laughs> but... But if it was so normal, like you would think that this family would have asked, like as they were buying it, like where is the the bomb shelter in the mm-hmm. basement? Or, you know what I mean? Like, but the, they didn't. So I'm like, is it really that? I don't know. I don't know. That part was weird for me. But yeah. obviously, they didn't know that he was down there living. And what was interesting about him living down there too is he was like totally happy with his mm-hmm. job and like respected the owner of the house and like. Cause he put food on his table, even though they were like kind of stealing it and taking it under the table and you know, yeah, things like that. But like, he still respected that that's where his food and, and that's where everything came from. It was a really interesting on class structure, the, the whole yeah. commentary. Well, and then yeah. it's the question of who's the actual parasite. Is it the poor people trying to mooch off the rich people? Is it the rich people who are taking advantage of the poor people um, and making them serve them? Is it the society that allows that to happen? There's just so many different um, 
layers to this film in that regard in the uh, thematic structure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it a, definitely, there point. were a lot of surprises, which was really nice. And people that are like, well, I don't want to read a movie. You like within the first 10 minutes, it just becomes a natural thing that you're doing. I don't feel like it takes away from it at all. And they do such a great job of storytelling um, just with the way that they like the cinematography was fantastic. It's the coloring of the film fabulous. really fit in the way that the coloring of the film um, where they live you know, in kind of the downtown area where everybody's stacked on top of each other is very different it's coloring than when you get to the suburban home, you know, where it's kind of like you're now in Oz and everything's a little more technicolor and crisp mm -hmm. and it's not so gray and dull and watered down. Um, they do such a great job that it you just, you automatically just follow the story. So if that's something that, you know, you don't, you're not into and that's why you're not going to watch this film or you didn't follow through with it or you didn't like it. I, I kind of feel like, you know, if a great movie like this, you get past it. I would rather read mm -hmm. it than I can't stand dubbed movies, even if they're done dubbed. really well. I, I can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had no problem with the subtitles. We, watch a lot of movies with captions and subtitles mm -hmm. in our house. And so for us, for me, it wasn't a big deal. I, I do struggle with it just from the aspect that there's a lot of people. Um, when I, so I'm a big proponent of there being more open caption films for, for those individuals with hearing loss or who are deaf. I think that we need to make that more available for them because it is a much more enjoyable way for them to, to view a movie Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people argue against it and it's distracting to have the captioning on there, whatever. Uh, but then this movie came out and everybody's like, Oh, it's so good. Everybody has to go see this movie. And yeah, it's <laughs> subtitles, but it's fine. You, you, it won't even bother you. But I hope that something like that, it does open up people's minds and, and they can realize, Oh no, it's not that bad to watch a movie with, with subtitles on. And it's, you really don't really notice not. after a while. Dave, you really did you don't. hear that there was subtitles for Parasite? No, I thought it was really good. We, yeah, Dave, my boyfriend, and I both really enjoyed this film. We were yeah. both, I think, pleasantly surprised about this film. Oh, he's going to sneak in. Um, uh -oh. Hey, Dave. <laughs> this is Dave. Oh, hey, Dave. <laughs> Dave! So, um, so we, we were both a little hesitant <laughs> to watch this film um, because there was so much <laughs> hype about it. You know what I mean? Right. right. And, you know... And I didn't get to go screen it for the um, for the press screening, um, and so we watched it as soon as it was um, streaming. I think we paid for it, um, and we were both ple like pleasantly surprised at how amazing this film was. And I know you yeah. uh, you said it was kind of like Sixth Sense, where it sets you up. But a lot of people can't watch Sixth Sense again because you're already set up. And I think with this film, yep. there are so many details and so much action and so many. I could watch this movie again because mm -hmm. I feel like I missed so much the first time just following along the basic story because there were so many different things happening that I didn't see coming that I could totally watch it again to then really um, appreciate those moments because I know I missed something like this filmmaker mm -hmm. just put so many different details. I mean, can we talk about the party scene for a minute at the <laughs> end of the film? Because I feel like in that scene, there's so much going on, but yet at the same time you are 
you're everything's coming full circle in this scene, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and from there on out, it is just. I'm going to use my Mayhem. one swear. It's a shit show, but like <laughs> amazing, right? Can yeah. we talk about this scene? Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I, I saw the movie um, opening night in Salt Lake, and when that scene hit, I was just, I was both horrified and hysterical. I thought it was so funny and over the top and crazy. And at the same time, I'm like, I should not find this amusing. Um, well, because yeah. you know something bad is going to happen because every single one of the characters, except, well, I mean, the housekeeper is in there somewhere, but every <laughs> single one of the characters in the movie, literally all of them are now under the same roof together. So, yeah. you know, something is going to go wrong. And in your mind, you're thinking, OK, somehow the brother and the sister are going to get outed. Somehow the dad's going to get outed. Somehow the mom is going to get caught and they can't, yeah, they're going to get caught and they can't all really communicate because their plan is now unraveling and they have no control over it. And there's a whole bunch of people there. And so all these bad things can happen, but I never expected what happened (laughs) to happen. Does somebody want to explain this scene? Oh my goodness. Well, and It's hard to explain, but it does. It, it is the moment when everything comes unraveling, right? They're at, they're doing a birthday party because normally they travel for the, the son's birthday, uh, but they got rained out, which can we talk about the fact that this is the day after the family has lost everything. There's their sub basement apartment is gone. They slept in some refugee uh, setup, um, and, then they're getting called to come and plan and put together this last they minute pulled clothes party. out of a bag in yes. a gymnasium to wear to this posh <laughs> birthday party. Right. And, and I, and, and just that juxtaposition that they're like, Oh, it rained last night, but we're going to have this party. And then the other families like lost everything, including right. the possibly magical rock. Um, and yeah, we haven't even talked about the magic rock yet. I know, but but then they're having this party and and the dad is going to go with the, the husband and they're going to be these uh, Native Americans that are going to jump out and attack the daughter who is going to be, you know, they're, the son's going to rescue them and whatever. So it's this whole plan. And then the guy from the basement shows up shouting the mom's name and – and that's when all hell breaks loose. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Well, and it's like the whole time, too, the 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 main dad, not the dad from the posh house, but the main dad mm-hmm. who he's a little ticked off because he hears his boss talk about the way he smells and talk about right. how, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's not necessarily the driver that he wants. Right. And so he's mm-hmm. got it in the back of his mind that now he's just ticked. It's like eating away at Mm -hmm. him and he's off hiding in the bushes as it's just eating away and eating away and eating away at him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I expected him to be angry, but (laughs) like something just freaking. Yeah. Well, And it's, it's the moment when, when the guy who attacked him from the basement is rolled over on his keys and they're like, we've got to get to the hospital. We've only had, cause earlier they set up the whole thing that the son only has so many minutes to get to the hospital or else he's going to die. Yeah. But the keys are under this dead guy who smells bad. <laughs> and so the dad's like plugging his nose as he's trying to roll him over and get the keys. And that is what sets the main dad off is that he thinks that he smells too. And, and that's it. Like it, he connects all those dots and 
then kills him. Everybody's <laughs> got something that'll get him on top of a clock tower. And for that guy, it was that. <laughs> like, yeah. he just lost it. I did not expect it. I think the only other movie that I can compare the ending of this um, is Get Out. Because the movie mm, Get yes. Out, I did not expect the ending of that movie to end like that. Right. And that surprised me. This surprised me more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... I didn't expect this ending. I, I expected everything to fall apart and unravel. I expected them to uh, be outed, like you said, Val, and like everybody would know what was going on. I did not expect this <clears throat> at all. Well, I felt like so as as they're trying to as the family, the main family is trying to figure out what to do with the guy in the basement and what to do with um, the old uh housekeeper i felt like Mm -hmm. that whole scene of them trying to get like one ahead of the other was like a scene from clue like if you Mm -hmm. were to take the sound out of that scene and you were to put like music behind it of them running through the house and then smacking people down the stairs and then folding them up in between the door and like all this like if you were to put different music to that it would be hilarious but the way they did it i mean obviously we're just like oh my gosh like what is going on what situation would you have to like, what are the dire straits situation that you would have to be in that it would be okay to harm someone or kill someone, you know, in, in any of these ways, you know? Um, But again, it is this, these little dark comedies that make you think of other situations and other movies that again, if you just changed the sound, it it would Mm -hmm. be funny, but the way that they do it, it's not, you're just, just stunned with what's going on yeah yeah well and of course you've got the whole uh comparison to where you know the main dad part of what he's panicked about is you know they're trying to get like his daughter's just been stabbed and she's dying and she's bleeding out and at the same time the family's like no mr kim what are you doing get in the car we've got to get our son to the hospital we don't care about these other people right right these other people have been stabbed and they're dying and they're dead we don't care. They're not as important as us. Right. And I think ultimately that was that. And then the smelling and all of that, it, like it, it was a very powerful statement. Yeah. He felt less than, you know, he made yes. him feel less than. And that's the whole reason that they were there is because they didn't want to feel that way anymore. And now right. their whole plan with the magic rock and prosperity and doing better, it, you know, it just came back in their faces. But I mean, if they would have done it the right way, would all of this had happened? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's yeah. kind of karma, man, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, if the son had um, actually just done the tutoring like he was supposed to, I mean, granted, he had to falsify papers and had to lie about his credentials <laughs> and all of that. But I think he had the skills to actually tutor her. I mean, he had yeah. some kind of skills. And, um, then maybe none of this would have happened, but instead he saw this as an opening to make their life better. And I don't know if, if you're in that situation, what lengths are you willing to go to, to make that happen for your family? Just the peach alone, like the lady being allergic to peaches and then like that alone, that is, that's 
just wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the details of the, what these people did to, mm-hmm. to just make this, li- this lady's life miserable and the lies that they put into it. I just yeah. exhaust the, the amount of lies in this movie is exhausting. It is very much, very much hard, hard to keep track of. So this film won best picture for the, uh, at the Academy Awards, which is a huge deal, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's ever well, been it made a foreign history film because it won Best Picture and Best Foreign Film, right. right? And I think I think going into it, I anticipated it was going to win Best Foreign Picture just because mm-hmm. of all the talk and everything, but because that was just so unprecedented, um, I was I was surprised that it won Best Picture, I but was, was it deserving? Away. Was I mean, I think it was the picture? most original film that was made mm-hmm. last year. Was it my favorite movie last year? Mm. No, but I do think that it was the most original story. Um, it was very creative because if you think about it, the amount of locations in this film was maybe all of five locations, five mm-hmm. or six locations for this whole film. But it's told such a massive story. The cinematography was great. The sound was great. Just, I just, the actors were fantastic. And we don't know who any of these people are in America. I mean, most of us don't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think it deserved it. I really do. Because a lot of the other stories that I enjoyed, I kind of had seen somewhat of those movies before, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, my favorite movie was Ford versus Ferrari. But was it as original and groundbreaking as this film? No. It no. was a totally different film. But I'm going to mm-hmm. watch Ford versus Ferrari over and over and over again. Whereas this one, I'll probably watch maybe one or two more times. And then in a couple of years, I might watch it again on a whim. You know what I mean? Right. But I, right. I do think it was a very well made movie. The details were fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I like the fact that it was original. You know, mm-hmm. this is not a movie that in America, at least. I mean, I, ha- I don't watch a, a ton of foreign films. But um, it was very original. Now they say they're going to do a series um, yes. based on this film. I don't know if that needs to happen. So it's interesting because they're also doing um, another one of his films, Snowpiercer, yeah. on mm-hmm. TNT. And they said with this one with Parasite is it's basically a lot. And he is going to be one of the executive producers on it, which gives me more hope for it. Um, but he said it's just going to allow him to expand more on ideas that he had that he couldn't fit into the movie. So he yeah. feels it'll be more of like a fleshed out, not a recreation. See, and I feel, like, I feel like I learned enough because even at the end of the movie, it leaves you wondering what happened. Like, did it happen this way or that way? You know what I mean? It kind of, mm-hmm. for me at least, it kind of leaves you with, okay, did... Did they find the dad? Did he buy that house? Did everything turn out okay, or did it not? I don't you know? think it did. And so, no, but it, he so kind of leaves you to to wonder. And I like that better than fleshing it all out into a big long series. I, well, I think it, I liked just knowing enough. Yeah. <laughs> about each well, character. It is, so is it going to be telling the same story over an extended amount of time where he's going to add more things into it and we're going to get more details? That's my um, understanding. Yes. And, it, and it's going to be Americanized or is it mm-hmm. going to still see? And I don't know. It, it'll depend on how they do it. But I and, think that, it depends on I how dark that, comedy they make it or if they try to make it sitcom which I hope they don't. 
I think it's going to be on HBO, isn't it, Val? I don't know. So I it'll think be it's, Parasite I, with I, boobs. I, I think it's HBO. that's what HBO does. But I, in, in, <laughs> only in the first part of the season, and then they stop. Um, Can that yeah, be the title true. of this podcast, Parasite with Boobs? I'll work on it. <laughs> Jake, the fact that you said that and not me makes me feel a little bit better about life right now. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. I'm glad I could help. I just I want but, that on a shirt, parasite with boobs. With Nobody boobs. will know. They'll just quit. What are you They'll talking like, about? Okay. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but but I think with it, I, I think I'm it is going to be blush. on HBO. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so be a- so I think that you're going to get more of that dark comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to depend a lot on the script and a lot of it's going to depend on the actors. Um, it'll yeah. be interesting to see who they get. I hope they don't get a bunch of big names. I hope that it's relative yeah. unknowns that they, yeah. that they bring in. But I, I got to say the, that I love that guy, the guy who played the dad, not the main dad, not the dad in the right. um, mm-hmm. house. I really like He's been him. in all of his movies. He, he? he is mm-hmm. such a striking actor. There is something about him mm-hmm. that I just can't, like I'm drawn to him in mm-hmm. some weird way. I can't explain it, but I just really like that guy. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like the, um, the guy with Pixar. I can't think of his, of his name all of a sudden. The guy that's been in all the movies. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like Cliff that. He's been, from Cheers. Yes, exactly. John, Ratzenberg? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, so his name is Song Kang Ho, and yeah, I really like him. Yeah, yeah he was he was really good. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with a, with a series and how they play it out. Well, I think um, that there's, like I said, this is not a culture-specific film. This no, could it's very not. easily be translated into an American version, and we've got plenty that we can criticize with our own society. So mm-hmm. I think I think that'd be very interesting to see. I'm interested to check it out. I hope that it's good. I hope it lives up to it. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to do like um, a fallback, Compare. maybe a callback to um, Parasite once the um, season has come out and we've watched a few episodes, kind of come back and check in and maybe just do a live about it Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of review it or something because, yeah, it'll be super interesting to see um i i don't know i'm not excited about it i really like the fact that it takes place in a different place that i'm not familiar with because mm-hmm. you know it adds just a little more mystery for me and i also kind of felt like i was learning more about a place that i mm-hmm. haven't been to you know what i mean right. um and it's just it's different enough for me that it pulls me in it, you know i really like different i really like seeing different and not the same thing over and over and over again and if we mm-hmm. bring it and we americanize it i just feel like it's not as special yeah. you know what i mean i don't know and i might well, be totally you, wrong i might watch it and just eat my words but I don't know. And, it, and it and it could very well be very very good and very well done and and i'm sure that they'll put all the money and backing behind it to make that happen i just some stories lend themselves um to a movie and some stories lend themselves more to a series. And I worry that if you take a movie that is this well-written and is this tight in the story that it tells and try to stretch that out, even over a season's worth of episodes and stories, um, is there, 
does it lose a little bit of that integrity of the story? You know what I mean? Does it yeah. lose a little bit of the flavor? The, the thing I, to remember too is a lot, of the, down. a lot of the episodes when they do a series on HBO, they're like eight to 10 episodes. So mm-hmm. it's not like a typical TV series where you'd get like 20 plus episodes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But even at eight to 10 episodes, that's I'm an hour a piece. Four to, ten hours, yeah. Four yeah. to five times as long as this a movie was right. I mean, right. the movie was what? Two plus just north of yeah, two. Yeah, it was. And it didn't even seem as long as it was because it was 132 minutes. And I mm-hmm. felt like it, it moved at such a great pace um, that I, I I was really impressed at the pace. Again, I, this movie really impressed me. Um, mm-hmm. and I think I, I can't think of any thing that needed to be cut short. Usually out of a movie, right. I'm like, okay, this movie was good, but I would have cut 15, 20, 30 minutes out of it, you know? And there are some movies that I enjoy a lot. And I still think that you need to cut, you know, you could clean it up and cut 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. out of it. But this movie, I feel like it, it was almost perfect in, yeah. in the way that it was made in the story that they gave us. And the, the pace of the film kept you like leaning forward in your seat and wanting more. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there was a time while I was watching the film that I was kind of like, okay, like, Pull out my phone. let's, let's go. Mm-hmm. I have I had enough yeah. of this, you know, I, I right. don't remember feeling that way at all. Yeah. No, I, I think it was a really good movie. I, I think it won the awards that it won for, for good reason and deservedly. So um, I'm with you, Val. I think this was probably the best movie last year. I don't know that it was my favorite movie though. Mm-hmm. I think 100%. I would rather go back and watch. I love Ford versus Ferrari is a great one. Jojo rabbit was another one that I would mm-hmm. probably go back and watch again and again. Um, whereas this one, I think you watch it a couple of times and it's, it's still good and it holds up, but it's not one that you're necessarily like, eh, what am I in the mood for? Oh, I know parasite. Let's throw that on there. I mean, maybe so maybe other people will disagree, but I, yeah. um, well, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I just want to, I really, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say kind of in a similar vein. Um, Seven was on cable or satellite yesterday on BBC America. And I hadn't seen that film in years and I watched it. And then I was like, there's a reason why it's been a couple of years because it's brilliant. But yeah. man, is that thing a rough yeah, Seven ride. is a fantastic movie, but I got to talk myself into watching <sighs> is, it because it puts you in a headspace. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I need to, Yeah. So it's kind of the same way. It's it's not as dark as as Seven was, but it's kind of that same thing. Is it's not something where you're like, hey, let's just throw this on. You've got yeah. to kind of commit to the story. You've got to commit to reading the film. I, I kind of want to go back to the and story. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch it and just fast forward to the whole choreographed sequence of the basement, you know, mm-hmm. of them trying to get out of the basement and all, because a mm-hmm. lot of those camera shots were one camera shot mm-hmm. for a while and then clip it to another area. And it's just this trying to build on top of it, you know, trying to get out, pulling the other one. Like that was such a brilliant scene. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you are surprised minute after minute about, and you're just like, Oh, uh, you know, like what's going to happen <laughs> next to these people. Um, well, you could I almost just, uh, such a brilliant scene. You could almost watch this movie with no sound and still follow oh, yeah. along with the story because it's visually told so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've agreed that it probably was deserving of the awards that it got. Mm-hmm. 
what uh, what grade would you give Parasite? I'll give it a B plus. I think I'm it's gonna... a sol- I think it's a solid movie, but again, I I can't give it an A because you guys right. know that I give things an A when I can watch them over and over. I will watch this movie again um, within the next couple of months so that I can because I want to see what I didn't miss. But again, it will be one of those movies that I will come back to. But not after a while. It's not again. It's not like, hey, it's Friday night again. I want to watch something like I could probably watch Ford. I've been pissed that Ford versus Ferrari is not streaming yet. Like you can get it (laughs) at Redbox, but it's not streaming. And if it was streaming, I'd be watching it once a week right now because it just makes me feel so good. Whereas I I respect Parasite. I respect everything they did in the movie. But again, I just can't watch it over and over. So I give it a B plus, which is still a fantastic grade. I do think it deserved all of the awards. Um, And I would recommend watching it with the sound and then watching it without the sound, just so that you can really appreciate the editing and the Mm -hmm. cinematography of this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the direction, the editing and the cinematography is is absolutely stellar i'm gonna go a minus on it um just it's kind of along the same lines as val said it's not something i can just like throw on and kick back and enjoy um but in terms of the technical in terms of the storytelling in terms of originality um it's it's really 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 good Mm -hmm. yeah what about you jay i I would I would probably put it uh, in that same range of an A minus to B plus. I think it's a really, really good movie. I think it's a solid movie. Um, I I've seen it once, and I can say, yeah, I really thought it was really well done. I don't know, Val, like you said, I I don't know that I'd go back and watch it over and over again. Um, but it definitely does what it should. It makes you feel what you're supposed to feel. Um, it makes you mm-hmm. uh, question a makes lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's supposed to and uh, and it accomplishes what it sets out to do. Um, So I I think it's a solid, solid movie. And I think it deserved uh, Best Picture of last year. I really one of the reasons why I really love the fact that it won Best Picture and not just Best Foreign foreign Film and that it made the amount of money that it made at the box office is that it really showed that um, it showed the studios and it showed the American audience that we are capable of liking more than just Mm -hmm. the movies that we're being fed every day. Um, Mm -hmm, And that having an entire cast with no white people in it, (laughs) like I'm not making a race thing, but like it was Mm -hmm. so, it was so different from our lives. But at the same time, I felt like I connected to the film um, and, and it basically whatever rumors, you know, go around Hollywood or whatever that say you can't, you know, cast a movie like this. It was just like when, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon won. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was, but that was so, such a long time ago. Like, why did it take this long, you know, for this, for a movie like this? And I mean, it was an, a fantastic film. Like those are two really incredible movies. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think it proved a point and a point that needed to be made um, without slapping everybody in the face. You know, it was mm-hmm. a really good movie that deserved to win for mm-hmm. no other reason that it was a really good movie. Yeah. Well, and I loved, I loved the, uh, all the memes that came out of the Oscar win where it's like, look at your loved ones. Like he looks at his Oscar, you know, you could tell <laughs> that he was just so touched and so moved mm-hmm. and so honored um, to be up there. Um, he's a very, from what I've, I've gathered and in interviews and stuff, he's a very humble, very down to earth guy. Um, incredibly well, visionary I, filmmaker. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Bong Joon Ho. I gotta say too is like I love his hair. He's got oh, some he's great, great hair. Mm-hmm. He's got really good hair. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, and, not and this sorry. Was, this yeah. was a um, like you mentioned, Val. It was a very original movie, a very different movie, and it was in a year where there were some of the traditional normal Oscar. Right type movies out there. I mean, 1917 mm-hmm. was kind of a lot of people's pick to win Best Picture just because it was, it was an win. epic war movie. Well, I mean, you have three period pieces. You have three mm-hmm. period yeah. pieces. You have this race car movie, yeah, because you have um, Little Women and you have um, Jojo Rabbit, which are both period pieces. And Little mm-hmm. Women, I mean, that kind of movie, anytime something like that happens, you know it's going to go to the Oscars. You know, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, and then, you know, like 1917, those are all, they were all f- great films. Um, but again, I expected them all to be nominated, you mm, know? Yeah. And so for this film um, to get there, I mean, it was kind of, you know, like nobody expected Black Panther to make it last year. You know, I didn't yeah. even expect Black Panther to get nominated for the big award. And I mean, I like the film. Um, but I don't think it was best picture of the year. So I'm glad it got nominated, but I'm glad it didn't win because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it was a great film, but not the best picture. Whereas yeah. this film, I'm I'm so glad it got nominated and I'm glad it won best picture because it, like we said, it, it deserved it in every single category. It deserved it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is the time we have for this episode. We want to thank everybody who joined us online live. We really appreciate that. Um, we are going to continue to do some live videos. We will probably have another one on Saturday like we did this last Saturday where we're just kind of catching up, seeing what's going on, seeing how people are doing. Um, this episode will also go into our podcast uh, feed within the next day or two. We'll have that up as well as just a regular episode. Um, and Parasite with we, boobs. Parasite with <laughs> boobs, apparently. Um, and... We just appreciate you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Now, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube. We appreciate that. Um, And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. And if Tracy said anything that you found overly offensive, (laughs) please send that email to (laughs) podcast. It's probably going to be me this time with my comment about Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. We we also want to know what movies do you want us to talk about? Um, we've had yes. a couple of people have made suggestions in the past and we've done them. Uh, we did Titanic. We've done a couple others. Um, really, I, I think, and we were talking pre-show and I think this needs to happen. The pirate movie. <laughs> I think that that has to occur. The best worst movies. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. watching right. it tonight. I, I had a crush on her when I was younger. Woo. Me too. Christy McNichol. <laughs> Pirate movie may be coming soon. The same hair, me and this guy. That's true. You do. Perfect. Perfect. So now you just need to get a wig for Dave, and you guys are set for tonight (laughs) after the pirate movie. Oh, I have one. We're we're good. Perfect. See, you're all set. So we will be back on Saturday, and as we talk on Saturday live, maybe that's what we'll talk about. What are some movies you guys want to see us talk about uh, or hear us talk about? Because we do both now. We're in your face in either way, either through the ear hole or the eye hole. We are in Whether your face. Whether you like it or not, we're here. Yep, yep. So, But thank you so much for listening, and we won't see you at the movies. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.